Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. A lot of things are moving. But if you're planted on Jesus Christ, Christ is solid rock, I stand all other ground is, wow, doesn't leave any options. Who are our ushers this morning? All right, sister. Who's going to ask the blessing this morning? Sister, are you going to ask it? Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Trust everybody's had a good week. We're right here in this fall season. And beautiful time of the year. I'm going to give you a scripture reading if you don't. Uh, turn to Matthew chapter number 2. And everybody that got away last week, we're, we're thankful for your safe journeys and hope you had a wonderful time. Amen. I like to have fun and I hope you've gotten to have fun. Um, this old life moves at a quick pace. And... Uh, you got to do what you can do when you can do it. All right, Matthew chapter number two. Verse number, let me double check, make sure, see what I gave him. There it is, two, 16 through 18. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem and all the coasts thereof from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which is spoken by uh, Jeremy, the prophet, saying, in Ramah, I think that's pronounced correctly, was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they were they are not I want to talk to us a little bit this morning if the Lord will help me the wicked and the wise you can be seated in Jesus name um, as y'all get to know me but anyway the uh, a couple years ago I, in 2005 since I was working at the university I decided I needed to go back to school and somewhere along the line one of the classes I took uh, I can't remember why they did it but anyway they told they made us go to a uh, a dinner that was a an etiquette dinner so they're going to teach me how to eat and and and, and good yeah properly um, because as an hourly employee you got to you know, I've learned to scarf my food down in 10 minutes, and so i got 20 minutes left to do what I want. 
And uh, ah, that's a bad habit if you want to impress people. But anyway, we went to the etiquette dinner, and they brought up the fact that at dinners, you know, there's going to be conversation. You're trying to network and impress people and up your life and probably help them up theirs. But they said there was two subjects that you were never supposed to discuss at a business-type dinner. And uh, uh, so they said, what do you think it is? And everybody said, no, money. No, they said, you can talk about money. But anyway, they said, if I remember correctly, they said there were two subjects. One was politics. How many knows that politics can be a divisive sub- subject? Maybe, maybe even here at Heritage Apostolic, we don't all agree on politics. And I'm sure we don't. But So you weren't supposed to discuss politics, but the second subject was uh, the one that took caught me by surprise and so there were you know guesses made and and you're probably your minds are probably clicking now what's that second subject they say don't talk about and save you from taking the class and going to that etiquette dinner even though it's actually a lot of fun Um, and they serve some good food fabulous job they did over there but uh, second subject he said uh, you never discuss at these kind of dinners or eating out people was a child rearing (laughs) yeah how to raise a kid don't never talk about that but guess what we're going to do this morning we're going to talk about child rearing I was around a lot of kids yesterday maybe that impressed me but uh, and that's a little out of my comfort zone because I'm not we don't have a big family and uh, I'm pretty opinionated on child rearing. But you don't have to trust my opinion because guess what we've got? We've got this Bible right here and it tells us how to do it. So we're going to look at we're going to look at why, how rear children, a lot of different subjects about it. You say, oh, why are you telling us this? Because if I if what happens. What, what I feel in my soul, you'll, it'll unfold. All right, so King Herod was quite the individual. He was a progressive, aggressive ruler of his day. Now, I didn't do a lot of studying. I just kind of skimmed over um, him. But one thing, I, I guess I'd never really brought this in line, but he had, he had connections with the Jews, and he had connections with the, the highest part of um, the Roman government. So this guy, man, he, he, he didn't discuss child-rearing and politics at his dinners because he didn't want to offend anybody. He covered all the bases. Look it up. I think it was the Encyclopedia Britannica that I read, um, you know, online about what he did and, and the connections he made. But... He, he was intimidated by what he had heard was happening in his kingdom. And the, verse number seven, and Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go search diligently for the young child. So this guy, this guy has everything going for him. But he's still concerned about 
a young child. Get a life, Herod. Grow up. Go on with your Olympics. Go on with the rebuilding of the temple. Go on with building your big cities and, and telling all your forced laborers, get out there and build me something that impressed me. But no, what's he concerned about? He's concerned about finding a child. Now, we do know, absolutely, we know that this child was to be the savior of the world. But I want you to know today that one soul is worth. What will a man give in exchange for his soul? The whole world. We cannot forget the value of one soul. Every child is a living, breathing, eternal soul. Remember the values. No matter what we get going in our life, no matter what's transpiring, we're, you know, maybe we're adults going back to school, maybe we're adults starting businesses, maybe we're doing this, and we get, we become distracted. And uh, we, we walked by, with the, there, was a, there was a family uh, that came yesterday to the house, and they, uh, uh, they were, if I remember correctly, their sister brought them, or the sister's about 22, and then uh, her siblings that have been adopted, uh, not, not her blood siblings, but the siblings that, that she brought with her, I was trying to make the connection. I was like, well, is this her older her older siblings, these are her nieces and nephews? And I said, well, what was the connection there? And they said, well, that's, that's her brothers and sisters. And they, they've been adopted into the family. Good Lord, don't. Now, now it's starting to kick me in the... So that she, she, had to, she didn't adopt them, but I guess her parents did. I guess I don't know the whole story, but I'm going to go ahead and go forward anyway. And so I, I looked at these children and and I thought how how wonderful and precious that this family after probably being able to move on to the next level of their life you know a lot of people say man I'm I'm 50 years old I'm 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 12 years from retirement or whatever and I'm not pushing anyone to do anything but and we're going to transfer this to the to the church but this is what we were looking at yesterday they took in these children and they are raising them up in, in truth. Because they realize, you know, the love. And, and I was with a man who's almost 60 yesterday. that has a two-year-old <laughs> that he adopted. And he's a bundle of joy. And he's a bundle of energy. And he's hard on screen doors. Huh? Refrigerator doors, everything. We had to put la we had to put outlet covers. I said, "We gotta 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 get it safe for these youngins, because they'll put their fingers in anything." I'm like, "Well, you're right." So they go out of the way to actually save a child's life and and hopefully save see a soul saved, their soul saved. You say, oh, you're telling us to do anything like this? 
No, but I'm getting ready to tell you something. The devil doesn't hesitate to go out of his way to kill them and to steal their souls. He goes through a lot of trouble Then in this society, you know, with the Herod spirit still alive. I'm just going to go ahead and get right down to it. The Herod spirit still alive. He said, I, I got all my kids. They're all safe. They got all their kingdoms. They got all their stuff. But I'm after your kids. I'm after the kids of promise. I'm after the kids who are going to do something for the Lord. You might as well wake up and, and smell the coffee. We're pretty much all adults in here. If you think the devil's playing games about these kids' souls, you are kidding yourself. The same people that are trying to tell us straight from the United States government, you can't discipline your kids. They'll turn right around. And I usually don't deal with stuff like this in my ministry, but they'll turn right around and tell you that if you want to, you can kill them. That's what they've been telling us since mm, well, a long time. They're finally kicking back against it. We'll see if it sticks. The United States government doesn't tell me how to raise my kids. My kid. I only got one. This book tells me because, this, because the Lord God Almighty realizes the value of these little eternal souls that have the exact same value as us. And I'm gonna go, we're going to go back into Scripture, and we can go right back to uh, Exodus chapter number 1. Boy, I can feel it. My wife and I, well, I'm going to tell you, does this, is, does this go out over the Internet? Okay. Many years ago, about 1995, that's a long time ago, right? Uh, we, our daughter was young, and, and we had just come through a hard financial time, and, and we bought this little house. And I remember, I don't know what brought the subject matter up, but um, we, uh, we, uh, we were sitting in the car one night, and I think we said, I don't know if it was in the car, but anyway, we said, uh, my wife and I made a vow to each other that before we'd let anybody t tell us how to raise our kid, you know, meaning non-biblical raising, that we would dig a hole in the ground and live in it. Huh? Huh? You remember old Patrick Henry? Remember what he said? He said, give me liberty or give me death. You know, they're infringing on your rights that God gave you to raise your children according to this book. When they start telling us, and, try, and they're trying to tell you, and I'm, forgive me, I'm going to go ahead and tell it. They're trying to tell, the, tell your kids what to do through their televisions, through their music, social media, the schools, the colleges. You may never get another paycheck from them, but it's still true. They're trying to tell them kids, oh, you can do anything you want. No, you can't do anything you want. Sorry about your luck. The Bible says, doesn't say spare the rod, spoil the child. He says, feed them with a rod and they won't die. Look it up. It says, discipline your children. Discipline is not hatred. 
Discipline is love. It's a shame when people's dogs are more disciplined than their children. Something's wrong. I see people, I see people go out with their large animals. I hope, and how many people, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but they'll work more with their horses. They'll work more with their hunting dogs because that's what I got. I'll go ahead and tell you one of my hobbies. They'll work more, I'm trying to think of what else they can train, than they do their children. They just let their children go. And I'm going to explain how modern America has tried to take your children basically from day one. Now, I'm going to explain something. You this is, I was told not to do this in the etiquette dinner, etiquette dinner but the etiquette dinner isn't going to ruin, rule my life. And as, as if anybody knows my career path, I've been a dismal failure in corporate America. <laughs> a dismal failure. I got promoted one time, maybe two times. Oh, well. Going to roll on. Lord's provided. Corporate America didn't provide. The Lord did. Can't remember where I was going with that. It can be like that. What was I say? What I say there at the last? Oh, the kid. Yeah, America's. I'm gonna tell you how America tries to raise your kids for you. I'm gonna tell you the general story. Man and woman get married. Man and woman are both employed. They give you a maternity leave. Take that maternity leave, I don't know, six weeks, six months, two years, doesn't matter. Woman goes back to work, man goes, man works. Take your kids to daycare. Oh, I know it's getting heavy now. It's heavy on me. Even though I got my girl basically raised. What are they doing at that daycare? What are they showing them? What are they teaching them? What spirits do the people have that run the daycare? Huh? You should know. You need to know who is influencing your children. You need to know what they believe. You need to know why they believe it. You need to know where they were the night before. You need to know, uh, pardon me for saying this, you need to know what kind of pills they're taking before they go to work. You need to know what they drank the night before. Do you know that? You say, well, they're not making my kids take pills or drink. No, but they got that spirit on them, and guess what? Spirits rub off, don't they? They sure do. We live in a spiritual world. Say so you, you you can't say that. Just did. Won't take it back neither. Try it. It ain't the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. Don't ever forget it. That's why I don't go anywhere in corporate America. Cause I got my limits. Wrong's wrong. If everybody does it. And right is right if nobody does it. And you'll find out at the white throne judgment if that holds true. If you don't watch it. Just find out now. Better that you're 
that you get that stuff under blood. Okay, so I'm going to go someplace. Um, I wanted to go to Exodus chapter 1, but we're going to go to Deuteronomy 6. Because I, I want to I want to I want to be very plain. We're since we are trying to be obedient to the Bible. This is not a game. There are no options. The options were taken. Heaven and earth will pass away. Heaven and earth will pass away. Then my words will never pass away. All right, Deuteronomy 6. It's important to know who your kids are around. Do not give your kids to this world. Because guess what they want to do with them? They want to kill them. You say, oh, you're talking, you're you know, stab them to death? No. They want to kill them spiritually. All right, Deuteronomy chapter number 6. Now these are the commandments, the statues, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you that you might do them in the land whether you go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep, to keep all. It doesn't say, man, it, it just says all. All his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's sons, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. One of, one of the things that bothers me about Delaware County is, and, and I say this specifically, is, is the amount of what I consider to be young people that just throw their lives away. I mean, they just literally, I think, my gosh, I wish, and, and we just had a neighbor that's 34 years old at a path, um, and I've seen this over and over and over and over. It's a blessing that your days are prolonged. Hear therefore ye, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, that ye may, may increase mightily. Now, this is one of, the, one of the dilemmas that we face, is we want to be blessed. We want our kids to be blessed. And the Bible has already outlined the plan for this to happen. It, I mean, there's... Let, let me say something. There, it's hidden from the wise and prudent, the Bible says. It's revealed unto babes. All the secrets are released to God's people. And these, these are secrets right here. <clears throat> Keep all his commandments which I command thee, thy son, all the days of life, that thy days may be prolonged. Now hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, that they may increase, that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of my fathers hath promised thee in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. First thing, if you're teaching your children, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's going to be, and you let the wrong people in their life, they're going to have a conflict with that. They're going to try and subvert the basics of the Bible. These are Bible basics. 
And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. It doesn't leave, forgive me for saying this, but it doesn't leave a lot of open-ended question marks. It says, just give your whole heart to the Lord. Give your whole life to God. And these words which I command thee this day shall this day shall be in thine heart, that thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt now here it gets down to business. Now we're moving away from the daycare. We got them back home. And it says, um, Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and thou shalt be as frontlets between thy eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. So it is what we're doing in our homes. Don't let the people of this world erase what we're doing and teaching our children in our homes. So we take them to the daycare. What happens after daycare? They graduate. They go to school. Now look out. Look out. You know, I'm not set in any classrooms in many years. I haven't gone to school since I think. Uh, I don't remember the last year that I was took a college class. When was that, babe? 11 or something? So it's been a long time, but... I remember a professor getting up and he said, and he, he was a different sort of character, but oh, Lord have mercy. I'm going to go ahead and tell you what he said. He was an old man, you know, 70, maybe 71. Stay too long. Time for him to move on. But he said, he said in the class, I'm sitting there, sitting on the front row. He said, I remember when co-eds used to need a better grade and they'd come visit me in the office. I was like, ooh, See, my daughter ain't going to his office to get no better grade. My girl was in school, same school. She'd be telling me how girls get no better grades. That's what goes on in the real world. That's what goes on right across town and don't think it don't go on over there and up there and over there sick people doing sick things for sick reasons you make enough money you got a good enough life mind your own business bud because you're talking about my kid now it's time we get a little guts in us a little backbone and say, they're my kids, God give them to me, and I'm going to raise them according to this book. And it's already given us an outline to do it. Proverbs chapter 22, verse number 6. Oh, you get me, you guys get me fired up. Y'all do know that you got to fight the good fight of faith. That you lay hold on eternal life. 
if you think you're just going to accidentally end up, have a good life, wrong. It's work. Faith without works is what? Dead. Nobody likes dead things. Oh, you say, oh, oh, mine. Okay, then you pick up every roadkill you see between here and on the way home. You like dead things? Go ahead and grab a hold of it. The old maggoty, stinky, the big raccoon on Tillotson died. I got run over. I was like, why, why do you have to get hit? Because it takes him so long to get that big. He probably crossed that street who knows how many times without getting hit. Then one day, boom. So you like dead things? I want you to start picking up roadkill. My, my neighbor had a cow die. Next time he has one die, if you like dead things, I'll call you. Dead things ain't no fun. They're dangerous. They're stinky. Faith without works is dead. All right, 22 and 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. When I read through that chapter, I, uh, one of my favorite things, one of the things that I learned that's, that's been offended me uh, professionally is the first verse. I go ahead and throw this in for some icing. The Bible says a good name is, to be, is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. And uh, that was really impressed on me, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you. When a young man that I grew up with in this movement was a wonderful saxophone player, woodwind, played the alto, I think I think played all the three major saxophones, and the clarinet, <clears throat> but he got in trouble with the law. And uh, he told me, he said they made him go to a class. <laughs> and so, so made him go to a class, and they said in the class that if you do a good job, the satisfied customer or client will tell three people. But if you do a bad job, they'll tell 11. I don't know where they got those numbers, but it's so true that how many knows bad news travels fast? Amen. So do a good job, and you... They'll tell three people. So choosing a good name is still the long way to get to reach your goals because you're not you're not covering eleven people when you do when you do a bad job. Eleven people know, but at least if you do a good job, the three that tell you've got those eleven to glean from. We could do do some math and figure it all out. Um, but the the point being is a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. So you train up a child. Keep your name good. Keep your reputation clean. Do the right thing. Because in in our world, especially now, the news will travel fast. All right, let's go back to uh, Exodus chapter 1. So the world is trying to tell us, you know, a lot of things. I uh, I get going sometimes, and uh, I have my way of explaining how I feel about things at work. Maybe that's why I don't make it in the corporate world. But there's some people there that love music. 
obviously there's a lot of people that love music and uh, they'll get to this one guy he's a he's a drummer in a uh, and he's not young he's older than me about 10 years older than me he's a drummer in a jazz band right now and, so, and uh I was getting ready to say something, but I'm going to let that one go. He's a drummer in a jazz band, and he, he he teases me. He said that Ringo Starr was a good drummer. How many knows who Ringo Starr is? Drum for the Beatles. He said, I said, he's terrible. And he say, well, that's harsh. Well, I've seen 12-year-old apostolic kids that could, I mean, flat down rock. Amen? How many knows... That if we'll let our children go in the Lord, that their talents will be developed exponentially. Because when the Spirit gets, well, I've been been preaching publicly since I was 13. Still ain't been easy. But when the the Lord would fall on on me, I'd I'd say things I didn't even know where they come from. Amen. Let that let let our children get anointed. So we're talking about drummers. So anyway, I, so I start, so I tell him my philosophy. I said, 1964, the Beatles come to America, and it was a cultural change. It was a cultural change. And then I go down the line. I say, 64, the Beatles got here. 69, Woodstock happened. How I many remembers Woodstock? I mean, knows what it represents. Mm. And then 72, Roe versus Wade. The whole time they was after our kids. They was after our kids. That's what it was all about. The Beatles. The Beatles rolling stones. You want your kids to live like the Beatles lived? Let them listen to the Beatles. And I've listened to the Beatles. Do you know that? Hmm, uh, I think the guitarist. They didn't know what to believe. The Beatles said that they were. You can look this up if I remember correctly. They said they were more popular than Jesus Christ. That's a little bit too big for the britches. You know who that sounds like? Who does that sound like? Who? The devil. Satan himself said, I'm going to descend up there. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it. Well, guess what? He didn't. He got thrown down. I don't want my kids being rock stars. I don't want my child to be an athlete. I want her to be athletic. You ever heard the way them pro ball ballers talk to each other? They insult each other. They try to hurt each other. And I'm amazed by their athletic accomplishments. I wish... I wish I had their build, but I don't. You know that Lyle Alzado, 
shortened his life through the use of performance-enhancing drugs. And most, don't laugh, they are world-class athletes in their own way. Most professional wrestlers will die young because of performance-enhancing drugs. What did we read in um, Deuteronomy chapter 6? I command thee, verse number 2, and thy son and thy son's sons all the days of thy life that thy days may be prolonged. Bible says, obey thy mother and thy father that your days be long on the earth. Amen. It takes it. It takes a certain amount of wisdom and respect, listen, to make it a long time in this world. These, and I wish the kids were in here to hear this, but I'm going to go ahead and say this. These gray-haired people are not failures. They are successes. Do you know how many, mm, don't get me started, now we go into politics. Do you know how many politicians that have sold their souls end up end up with early deaths, untimely deaths, gross deaths. You've you've got the reports. They've been talking about it right there at the end of the last presidency. What's causing this? Who's doing this? And people are in, they're they're locked up in jail and they, they die. Their days were not prolonged. This is what the world, this is what Satan is trying to do with our children. He's trying to draw them into these things. I want to draw our children closer to the Lord. There's no better life. No better life. In his presence, there's fullness of joy. Go to the White House dinners. At his right hand, pleasures forevermore. That's not, you don't find that at the White House. I know they do pray. I do know they feel the presence of God. I know the presidents are moved and touched. Leaders of our country, they're, I know they, I know they feel the hand of the Lord from time to time, but they're not, their purpose is not to stand up and say, hey, let's all stand and pray and read two chapters from the Bible before we get started. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and hit it. I was thinking about this. This is one of my pet peeves. I said this 20 years ago. I had the pastor in 01. We dealt with the, the Twin Towers. The World Trade Centers were hit while I was pastoring at Tipton. And it was, a, it, it was a, an event that had an impact. And uh, we know it did. We know it was serious. And... Uh, Time will only tell what it is actually, what it actually has triggered. Pardon the expression in, in world events, and we, you know, we, we may be dead. I may be dead before um, we figure out really what happened and and why it happened and the results of what happened. But it was very distracting. We didn't know what was going to happen. You know, hey, are we going to we're going to go to war? We're going to be in war? We're going to do this? That's a, and 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 I was. People were fractured. Their minds were boom, 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 boom. boom. Hey, what? 
they, they watched this, they seen this, they heard that. It was, it was crazy. I remember driving to work the next day, and I passed a semi that was stopping on the side of the road. And I was like, well, I hope there's not a bomb in there. Say, well, you never know. My dad used to believe that when the Cold War was going good and strong, he said, in Indianapolis, we're doomed. And he told me why. Fort Benjamin Harrison, payroll center for, I don't know, several of the armed branches, and naval avionics, which at the time was a high-tech um, place. And, and that's on Arlington Avenue, Arlington 21st. And so he said, we're, we're toast because we only live a couple miles from here. And we were thinking, they're going to nuke us. Thank the Lord it didn't happen. Still here. And I don't know if Naval Avionics is still there or not. But we see that I was trying how. I was searching the Lord. I was asking. I, I didn't have the wisdom. To, I'd never been through this. And I stood up one Sunday morning. And in the sincerity and openness of mind in an attempt to not be disrespectful. These words came out of my mouth. And they were this. I said I was born an American. But I choose to be a Christian. And so today when it comes to raising our children. We must decide. Are we going to raise them as Christians? Or are we going to raise them as Americans? And I will tell you, there is a difference. You must focus on biblical child raising versus the, our culture. Because if not, they'll be telling them the Beatles are okay. They had cool hair and cool clothes. You ever, seen, you ever seen a video? I just watched one a couple of months ago. I'll go ahead and fess up. And I'm not going to do it. But a guy who runs the Rolling Stones, Mick Jagger. You know, the Ed Sullivan show, remember what they did with Elvis? They showed him, what? What did they do? It's kind of funny now. We wish they still had those problems that were that small. They showed him from here up. Why? It was vulgar. So Mick Jagger come along, and he was on, on probably one of them shows, you know. And he had what he called the chicken dance. And I ain't going to try and do it. But it was all Mick Jagger could do. To, and every now and again, he, he do a little wiggle like that. Man, he just couldn't hardly stand it. Well, before I have my children chicken dancing in front of a live national TV audience, I'd rather have them doing a little dance for the Lord God Almighty. Because it still says, let them praise the name of the Lord in the dance. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Praise the Lord. And it'll do us good to see our children worshiping the Lord in spirit and in truth. And if they're good Christians, they'll be good Americans. Hallelujah. Amen. And they can benefit from the beauty of of this and they can benefit from the fact that we live in this wonderful land the Lord bless you today I want you to know I love everybody that's here
I'm gonna, uh, we're going to, yeah, let's all stand. We'll be back here at 1120 or 1125. A few minutes. Take a break. The Lord bless you.